Welcome to Steelcast, Heart of Steel UK's podcast about all things related to steel. Our processes, our products, our customers, our people and our communities. My name is Tim Rutter and in this latest series I'm talking to experts and key stakeholders about climate change, sustainability and decarbonisation. In this latest Steelcast mini-series about decarbonisation, we're talking to a variety of industry experts who were recently present at the first ever UK Metals Expo. In this episode, we catch up with a Tata Steel colleague with a job title you may not have expected within a steel company. Matthew Teague is a senior architect and has long been a key link between us and the construction sector to help the industry understand more about what steel can offer and to help us to understand the current and future demands of the construction sector. At UK Metals Expo, Matthew joined a panel of speakers in the Sustainability and Circular Economy Theatre to talk about changing the face of construction at The Forge, a commercial office development in London, which is using a sustainable platform approach for design, manufacture and assembly. That led to Innovate UK award funding for the innovative design and groundbreaking construction techniques. We caught up with Matthew directly after the session. So here we are at the uh, Sustainability and Circular Economy Theatre and we've just been listening to a panel discussion and presentations uh, largely around a, a project in London but about modern methods of construction and uh, delighted to have trapped uh, Matthew Teague, our senior architect after the, uh, the panel discussion. And Matthew, uh, great seminar, lots of interesting stuff in there and uh, lots of partners we already work with. but. Um, I've just literally been speaking to a, a one of our customers from National Tube Stockholders about the, the pressures on him as a sort of an intermediary uh, between steel making and the end customer. And now, of course, coming to you and you guys who are very, very close to that sharp end of construction and talking about some of these modern methods of construction, things are changing quite rapidly at your end of the field, aren't they? Tell us what's, tell us what's going on. Well, there's more of a definitely more of a move towards looking at buildings as kits of parts. Right. rather than individual projects. So, so the building we were talking about, the Forge, which is on the South Bank, just behind Tate Modern, is probably one of the first out of the box, really, which is you know, commercially viable, not a demonstration project. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly down to the, the, the determination of the client, land securities, who, who, who commissioned it. And it comes out of a piece of work we were doing previously to that with, with Bride and Wood who are the probably one of the major kind of protagonists of this particular movement, platform construction, uh, they were doing work for the Ministry of Justice. Right. So it's really a long-term being embedded with, a, if you like, a supplier, a yeah. consultant in this case, and actually being in on the conversation from very, very early doors until, until now, actually, nearly a completed building and I think people will be fascinated to hear about this idea of building out of a box of parts and they might be thinking kind of porter cabin sized buildings but I'm guessing this is this is a serious size construction is it yeah this is nine nine stories two buildings um, both both commercial offices but but we uh, at the beginning of the project it was nearly laboratories for one of the universities yeah. so the, the key takeaway from this is the building is capable of many you're being used in many different sectors. It's like it's yeah. got a standard grid. It, it's pretty adaptable inside because the column spacing uh, um, lends itself to that. Yeah. Um, so we can look at many sectors with one building type. Or if, or if, for instance, you need a longer span building, we, we tweak the design yeah. 
Um, the key point for us is that it's mainly using standard products, stuff we already make, right? um, or could change you know, with relatively simple changes to make more appropriate for the use. Um, we are looking at the potential to, to do some new, some, some new thinking around products for, the, for this particular market. But at the moment, everything we supply or have supplied into that building is completely, it's completely standard. It's just being used in a slightly different, that's a more thoughtful way. Yeah. And I guess people will people um, will understand sort of from a flexibility of design concept, understandable as a as a pack of parts. But from a sustainability perspective, what makes this what makes this better than traditional methods? Uh, well, first off, we use less, so there's less steel in it. This is actually quite a hard sell internally. <laughs> yeah. So there's less of it. Um, com floor typically would, would be a whole floor plate. In this, it's just a beam that stitches the floor plate together between columns. So we're using, we worked out probably about 10 times less com floor on this building than we would in a, in a traditional steel frame. So that's, that's interesting from the point of view of the company. So if, we, if we're just going to produce the standard com floor profile, then there's little value in it. So that, that again suggests we need to innovate in that space. Um, the steel frame, it's a very efficient steel frame, it's tube, it's, um, so it's an entirely tubular frame, wow. apart from one or two, one or two bits. Yeah. Um, uh, because of the nature of that, it's, it's using less steel. Yeah. Um, and, but the upside is, we can, because most of the connections are bolted, we can, it, it's potentially disassemblable. So we could take the whole thing down, uh, we could wow. use it again if we wanted to. So there are... Um, Benefits, particularly if we look at circular economy and reuse, yeah. uh, module D and circular economy, you know, we begin to sort of make sense of all of this, yeah. which really adds value to what we can what we can bring. And has any of this project been sort of off-site construction? Because that's another buzzword in the construction industry, where they're saying, look, we'd rather not do everything on a dirty, wet building site. We'd rather build it off-site and bring it to site. Is the forge using that sort of methodology? Yeah. Um, so we. Um, the majority of the structure was, was done by a company called Dam Structures, who are now part of Severfield, but, but that was all, I was going to say traditionally fabricated, but actually it's more like an assembly. So it's not, not traditional fabrication in that sense. Bits, bits come to site as sort of pre-assembled um, you know, modules or panels. So that's, that's off-site. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the other uh, individual components were assembled off-site and then brought to site as as stacks ready to ready to be lifted in. In terms of the actual building of the building, that was very much systematic. Part of the reason for that is the site's very very tight, yeah. so that the decision was made um, that you know the majority of the structure would have to come in in smaller parts. We could have lifted in whole sections if they'd been if it'd been a greenfield site. Then I think it would have been built yeah. slightly differently. Yeah. And one of the other things I notice in our industry, and and you know, you and I have been around a long time, but you know, more maybe more than ever before, this spirit of collaboration from Tata Steel with other organisations seems to be greater than ever before. And you were on a panel there with Bryden as one example uh, of a company that you mentioned. You said we've been working on this for a long time with them. What? How are those sort of? through supply chain relationships developing from your personal experience? Uh, we're seeing more and more of it. We've got, we've got several long-term partners in construction the same way we have long-term partners in automotive. The key difference, I guess, for us is that that tend, tends to be more at the specifier client end than the, than the original equipment manufacturer, if you like. So rather than talking to a Toyota, we'd be talking to Toyota's designers, if you like, you know, yeah. their, the, the, the concept guys, which is probably 
probably the right end at the moment for construction because one of the features of this uh, platform design is that actually a little bit of power is being taken away from the contractor. Right, okay. So contractors become assemblers of parts rather than problem solvers. Yeah. Problems have already been solved. Yeah. And that's where us as a manufacturer actually comes in. If we can have more structured conversations with the clients and the designers and solve the problems before they hit site, so that could be working out how to put something together or coming up with a new product or a new way of doing something. Yeah. That's, that's the spirit of collaboration where we are now. Yeah. I think the, the potential is for us actually to move further down the, the supply chain, to further downstream um, and do, do more in this space and, and add more value. And do you think there's the appetite from architects and designers for that um, collaboration with people quite, quite far upstream as we would be as Tart Steel as a, as a component manufacturer? Yeah, I think that, that absolutely there is. Um, you know whether whether this is right or not. They see us as a sort of permanent part of the part of the part of the landscape. Yeah. Certainly part of the construction landscape. We've we've been around. We have a we do have a reputation in the industry for being you know pretty reliable. Yeah. Probably most reliable than a lot of suppliers. Um, we have a reputation for being innovative as well. Yeah, sure. So. We, yeah, we, we're playing on all of the things that we've, we've, we've used for years in automotive. Yeah. We're just getting a bit more kind of good at it in construction. And, and it's interesting, you mentioned it a couple of times in our, in our chat now, and I, I think you mentioned it in your presentation earlier about the comparison with the automotive sector, and you're saying construction is becoming more like the automotive sector. What do you mean by that? I, I mean we're looking more at platforms and, and the fact that, that buildings can be systemized there can be kits of parts so we don't every time a building gets designed we need to stop looking at it as a prototype it's not it can be part of a so if I if I go to Peugeot for a car I, I, I might be driving the same chassis or well, I will be driving the same chassis as another model why why don't we look at buildings in the same way uh, it simplifies everything the major resistance is is from architects who see it as taking away their creativity and one of the challenges is actually to say actually what it, what it gives you more time to concentrate on the things that matter you're, you're, you're dealing less and less with the with the sort of you know, literal nuts and bolts you don't need to worry about that because that'll work but but facade you can have a play with this facade the, the plan you know all of the stuff which architects are actually employed to do let's face it is is now the thing they can spend the time on yeah and it's interesting people might say you know why don't tile steel stick to steel why do they need to go down this route of getting involved in some of this stuff but actually that's where the value is isn't it and I'll look at our construction sector at the moment is the most valuable part of our order book and I guess the very fact that we've got someone in our organization with the job title architect says something about our ambition doesn't it it does. Um, not, not sure if I'm going to remain job title architect for very long. It's very much a self-imposed job title, I've got to say. <laughs> but, but in terms of credibility in the construction yeah, organisation, they're saying there's someone from Tata Steel who's an architect. Says so something about our ambition. Yeah, it's important to say. I mean, it's not. It's a long. T I joined in 2000, so it was recognised when the construction centre was running that, that we needed a, a range of the professions. We're an engineering-heavy 
organisation. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not look at an element of design? Um, and I think you're right. It does. It does open a few doors. Yeah. Um, and there seems to be a few things going on in construction. I mean, to keep going because it's so interesting. That, but there's a lot of things going on in the construction sphere. And uh, it wasn't that long ago since we were at Grand Designs exhibition and Catnic Matrix were there. So a similar sort of offsite modular construction thing. We've got the seismic building demonstrator in uh, Watford. Um, how do all these things come together as a sort of a, 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 a common offering, if you like? It's all part of the same story, but it's it's looking specifically, I guess, at different sectors. So, so matrix, uh, if you like, suits uh, a smaller building, uh, possibly possibly self-build. I mean, there's a there's a massive market there. I would suggest in residential for things like matrix. Um, seismic is specifically aimed at the Department for Education, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it, it could do a number of things. I would particularly like to look at seismic for resi. Watch this space, I guess. And then uh, platform two, which is what the forge is actually made out of, that's the name of the system, um, is capable of many sectors. It could be a hospital, it could be a school, it could be um, an office, it could be residential. I mean, it's, lots, it's a very flexible building type. The thing that underpins all of them is that they are kits of parts, they're disassemblable, so they're potentially reusable. Yeah. It's a great sort of circular economy story in there as well. And for us, it's all about adding value because we, we're no longer just commodity manufacturers. We don't just bung it out of the door in the form of a coil. We're actually doing some really quite interesting things with it. Yeah. And my last question to you, Matthew, sorry for keeping you longer. I know you've got lots of other things to do, but when you talk to the construction industry, especially the sort of the architects and the designers and so forth, when they talk about sustainability, is their is there focus more on the, the construction methods and the and the and the and um, re, uh, the, the redesign or the reuse of a building, or are they looking at the sort of materials upstream and saying, well, it doesn't matter how you design it, if the, if the steel going into it is still high carbon, we've got to choose something else. Where's their priorities? Uh, embodied carbon, probably at the minute. Embodied carbon, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the, the question we get asked the most is, can I buy green, green steel or, or you know, sort yeah. of how many tonnes of CO2 in this? Um, which is why the emphasis on materials efficiency from our point of view at the moment is really, really important. Yeah. And, it, and it is things like um, lightweighting frames where possible, using materials in the appropriate, you know, in the appropriate way. Um, reuses are really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, point of discussion in the industry at the moment is how, you know, and it, and it offers up some significant questions for us as a supplier. Um, you know, could we take back the material we make? If we did take it back, what would we do with it? How do we know it's our material? Do we, how do we mark stuff? Is there a, is there a, you know, and all of this is being worked on. Um, but I think you know, the, the future is actually really, really exciting because there are so many, all of these questions need, need answering and we're doing lots of you know, decarbonisation and stuff, but there are some you know, there are things we can do now yeah. which are about how do you design buildings, how do you reuse buildings, how, how do you look at um, what does end of life mean? Lots of really kind of interesting, crunchy yeah. questions for the for the profession. Yeah. Listen, Matthew, thanks ever so much for spending so much time with us. I know I asked you more questions than I was going to, but it's a fascinating topic, and yeah. it, you know, this it's interesting about how we share, you know, information experience between between market sectors. You know, the difference between the pressure that the the, the Patalbot steelworks will feel to decarbonise compared to the priorities of the architects or the, the far end of the product. The whole idea of reuse and recycle and bring stuff back is fascinating. There's so much in there, and I said at the beginning how fast things are changing.
changing now, but I've got a horrible feeling they might be changing even faster going forward. It's so. going to accelerate. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, thanks again for your time, Matthew. It was really helpful. Thank you. Of course, the topic of net zero carbon steel is relevant across all market sectors, but certainly the construction sector is approaching the topic holistically right the way through from raw materials to end of building life. The nature of the panel discussion shows that partners through the supply chain are already working closely together. And the example Matthew talked about at the show is a demonstration of just how quickly this sector is moving forward. The whole landscape of modern construction is changing in front of our eyes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelcast. Please let us know what you think about the topics we're discussing or any other aspects of decarbonisation and sustainability you'd be interested in hearing about. If you want to keep up to date with the latest happenings in Tard Steel UK and in this series, our journey towards decarbonisation, please do subscribe to Steelcast through Podbean, Spotify, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time.